Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and you've reached the Book of Mormon Lecture Series. I've been teaching seminary and institute for the last 11 years, and uh, this is an attempt to do a deep dive into the Book of Mormon itself. I'm hoping that you'll find this uplifting and edifying. This is not an official recording of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but every attempt has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. So if you're ready for a deep dive into the Book of Mormon, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the Book of Mormon podcast. This discussion will be Alma chapter 3. So we talked about the Amlicites last time and how they're, they, a lot of them were destroyed and killed, and so we're going to talk a little bit more about them. Uh, verse 1, And it came to pass that the Nephites were not, who were not slain by the weapons of war, after having buried those who had been slain, uh, the Nephites honored their own dead by burying them. They dishonored the dead of the enemy by casting their dead bodies into the river instead of burying them. Now the number of the slain were not numbered because of the greatness of their number. After they had finished burying their dead, they all returned to their lands and to their houses and their wives and their children. So they didn't have a standing army. Now many women and children had been slain with the sword, and also many of their flocks and their herds, and also many of their fields of grain were destroyed, for they were trodden down by the hosts of men. And now as many of the Lamanites and the Amlicites who had been slain upon the bank of the river Sidon were cast into the waters of Sidon, and behold, their bones are in the depths of the sea, and they are many. And the Amlicites were distinguished from the Nephites, for they had marked themselves with red in their foreheads. In our day, this might be body piercings, tattoos, extreme hairstyles, or certain clothing. Young women, you do not need, this is President uh, Hinckley, member at General Conference. Young women, you do not need to drape rings up and down your ears. One modest pair of earrings is sufficient. A young man does not need tattoos or earrings on or in his body. And that was from the First Presidency and the Quorum of the Twelve, who are all united in counseling against these things. Continuing verse 4, After the manner of the Lamanites, nevertheless, they had not shorn their heads like unto the Lamanites. They wanted to make sure that they weren't mistaken for Nephites. Now the heads of the Lamanites were shorn, and they were naked, save it were skin which was girded about their loins, and also their army, armor which was girded about them, and their bows and their arrows and their stones and their slings and so forth. And the skins of the Lamanites were dark according to the mark which was set upon their fathers, which was a curse upon them because of their transgression and their rebellion against their brethren, who considered, who consisted of Nephi, Jacob, and Joseph, and Sam, who were just and holy men. Now, just to clarify, the curse was not the dark skin. The curse was that they did not have the priesthood and that they were accursed because of their wickedness. Not The dark skin was not a curse. Verse 8, And this was done, that their seed might be distinguished from the seed of their brethren, that thereby the Lord God might preserve his people, that they might not mix and believe in incorrect traditions, which would prove their destruction. And it came to pass that whosoever did mingle his seed with that of Lamanites did bring the same curse upon his seed. Therefore, whosoever suffered himself to be led away by the Lamanites was called under that head, and there was a mark set upon him. And it came to pass that whosoever would not believe in the tradition of the Lamanites, but believed those records which were brought out of the land of Jerusalem, and also in the tradition of their fathers, which were correct, who believed in the commandments of God and kept them, were called the Nephites, or the people of Nephi from that time forth. And it is they who have kept the records which are true. This is Mormon's testimony of the truthfulness of the records he is abridging of their people and also the people of the Lamanites. Now we will return again to the Amlicites, for they also had a mark set upon them. Yea, they set the mark upon themselves. Yea, even a mark of red upon their foreheads. 
Thus the word of God is fulfilled, for these are the words which he said to Nephi, Behold, the Lamanites have I cursed, and I will set a mark on them, that they and their seed may be separated from thee and thy seed from this time henceforth and forever, except they repent of their wickedness and turn to me, that I may have mercy upon them. <clears throat> and again I will set a mark upon him that mingleth his seed with thy brethren, that they may be cursed also. And again I will set a mark upon him that fighteth against thee and thy seed. And again I say, he that departeth from thee shall no more be called thy seed, and I will bless thee. And whomsoever shall be called thy seed henceforth and forever. And these were the promises of the Lord unto Nephi and to his seed. Now the Amlicites knew not that they were fulfilling the words of God when they began to mark themselves in their foreheads. Nevertheless, they had come out in open rebellion against God. Therefore, it was expedient that the curse should fall upon them. M. Russell Ballard said, There is an entire subculture that celebrates contemporary gangs and their criminal conduct with music, clothing, styles, language, attitudes, and behaviors. I do not believe that you can stand for truth and right while wearing anything that is unbecoming one who holds the priesthood of God. To me, it is impossible to maintain the spirit of the Lord while listening to music or watching movies or videos that celebrate evil thoughts and use vulgar language. Verse 19, Now I would that ye should see that they brought upon themselves the curse. Even so doth every man that is cursed bring upon himself his own condemnation. Elder Maxwell said, On judgment day, not only will every knee bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is the Christ, but also, as elaborating Book of Mormon prophets tell us, everyone, including those who have lived without God in the world, will also openly acknowledge that God is God and will confess before God that his judgments are just and merciful. Part of the basis for demonstrating the perfection of God's justice and mercy will thus be the, the cumulative record which we ourselves have, have made, will have made. Out of this we can be justly judged. Verse 20, Now it came to pass that not many days after the battle which was fought in the land of Zarahemla by the Lamanites and the Amlicites, there was another army of the Lamanites came in upon the people of Nephi in the same place where the first army met the Amlicites. Boy, they don't get a break, do they? Seems like one battle after another. And these other and these Lamanites coming in second would be a lot more fresh. And it came to pass that there was there was an army sent to drive them out of their land. Now Alma himself, being afflicted with a wound, did not go up to battle at this time against the Lamanites. He must have been wounded when he fought the when he fought Amlici or the king of the Lamanites. But he sent up a numerous army against them, and they went up and slew many of the Lamanites and drove the remainder of them out of the borders of their land. And then they returned again and began to establish peace in the land, being troubled no more for a for a time with their enemies. Now all these things were done. Yea, all these wars and contentions were com commenced and ended in the fifth year of the reign of the judges. And in one year were thousands and tens of thousands of souls sent to the eternal world that they might reap their rewards according to their works, whether they were good or whether they were bad, to reap eternal happiness or eternal misery according to the spirit which they listed to obey, whether it be a good spirit or a bad one. For every man receiveth wages of him whom he listeth to obey. This is a phrase from King Benjamin's speech that Mormon includes here also. And this, according to the words of the spirit of prophecy, therefore let it be according to the truth. And thus ended the fifth year of the reign of the judges. Uh, going back up to verse 26 for a minute, and talking about the numbers of the dead here, um, Millet and McConkie say, that is, tens of thousands were ushered into that eternal world we know as the post-mortal spirit world, there to undergo a partial judgment, a temporary consignation to paradise on the one hand, or hell or outer darkness on the other. George Q. Cannon said, I have come to the conclusion that if our eyes were open to see the spirit world around us, we should feel differently on this subject than we do. 
we would not be so unguarded and careless as and so indifferent whether we had the spirit and power of God with us or not, but we would be continually watchful and prayerful to our Heavenly Father for His Holy Spirit and His holy angels to be around, around about us to strengthen us to overcome every evil influence. Harold B. Lee said, in quoting Parley P. Pratt, In all ages and dispensations, God has revealed many important instructions and warning to men by means of dreams. When the outward organs of thought and perception are, are released from their activity, the nerves unstrung, the whole of mortal humanity lies hushed in quiet slumbers in order to renew its strength and vigor. It is then that the spiritual organs are at liberty in a certain degree to assume their wanted functions, to recall some faint outline, some confused and half-defined recollections of that heavenly world and those endearing scenes of their former estate from which they have descended in order to obtain an, and mature a tabernacle of flesh. Their kindred spirit, their guardian angels, then hover about them with the fondest affection, the most anxious solicitude. Spirit communes with spirit, thought meets thought, soul blends with soul in all the raptures of mutual, pure, and eternal love. In this situation, the spiritual organs, and if we could see our spirits, we, could, we would know that they have eyes to see, ears to hear, tongues to speak, and so on, are susceptible of, con of converse with deity and of communion with the angels and the spirits of just men made perfect. In this situation, we frequently hold communion with our departed father, mother, brother, sister, son, or daughter, or with the former husband or wife of our bosom, whose affections for us being rooted and grounded in the eternal elements, issuing from under the sanctuary of love's eternal fountain, can never be lessened or diminished by death, distance of space, or length of years. We may perhaps have had a friend of the other sex whose pulse beat in unison with our own, whose every thought was bright and as with aspirations, the hope of the bright future in union with our own, whose happiness in time or eternity would never be fully consummated without, the, without that union. Such a one, snatched from time in the very bloom of youth, lives in the other sphere with the same bright hope, watching our every footstep in our, in our meanderings through the rugged path of life with longing desires for our eternal happiness. When we begin to understand that beyond sight, as Brigham Young said, the spirit world is right here round about us. And if our spiritual eyes could be open, we could see others visiting with us, directing us. And if we will learn not to be so sophisticated that we rule out that possibility of impressions from those who are, right, who are beyond sight, then we too may have a dream that may direct us as a revelation. Uh, if you live up to your privileges, the angels cannot be restrained from being your associates. And that was Joseph Smith. I bear testimony of the truth of these things, that uh, the spirit world is right here with us in the, on, this, uh, on this earth, and that it's right in the next room. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time.